It's time to discuss the headlines with my guest Alex Wong, the director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, Stephen. And in a plainer shirt today, which I'm disappointed to see. And Frank Ben Zimra, who is head of Asia Equity Strategy at Societe Generale. Good morning, Frank. Hi, good morning. And good to see you both your smiling faces in the Admiralty studio. Let's hope they're smiling at the end. Anyway, China's central, China's state central Hujin investment has been buying stocks directly to prop up the country's equity markets, which have been slammed by outflows. It's early days yet, but if the buying continues, do you feel it could restore any market confidence? Let's start off with you, Frank. Uh, well, that's uh, that's interesting, and to see what's uh, what's happening, and uh, uh, to uh, support the market is not something uh, very new. And uh, uh, if we remember, so in, in Japan in the 1980s, you have the so-called price keeping operation, uh, which uh, were not really successful. So uh, then you have some example of of uh, successful stabilization and uh, we can think of uh, uh, of Hong Kong uh, with the exchange mm. fund in, uh, in, in, 98. in 1998 but uh, then the size compared to the market cap was quite big uh, it was something like six percent of the market cap so uh, so we need to think what would be the amount and whether there are enough resource uh, for really stabilizing the market and then let's not forget that the real issue is more an economic issue and a growth which is uh, impacted by the housing crisis. So this is what needs to be solved in, uh, in okay. the first instance. And this doesn't actually solve the property market crisis. Okay. So, um, Alex, now back in 98, I'm sure you were too young to remember it, but back in no, 98... Actually, I'm, 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 <laughs> okay. I'm already in the market at the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, then you can give us your experience. The government actually, I believe, ended up making money from yep. that intervention. Do you think it'll be as lucky this time? I think, uh, first of all, at that time, uh, Hong Kong government was really lucky because uh, the LTCM long-term capital management event happened at that time and the Fed actually uh, changed its course. So the whole world uh, rallied and also we got the millennium bug issue and that caused a uh, really big rally in tech stocks and that actually boosted sentiments in the whole world. So that was a, an exceptional case. But for this time, I think, uh, first of all, uh, they are buying banks only. And you can see the market reaction. Uh, people are still selling other blue chips in China. So um, probably they could stabilize the index because uh, banks are quite important in constituents. A big but, part uh, of it. Yeah, but mm. uh, overall sentiment remains bearish. I think uh, people still need to see improving uh, fundamentals uh, to get back into market. So I think uh, the effect probably may be temporary. Okay. Uh, and also we might just see uh, banks getting support. Yeah, so um, at the moment, too little. There needs to be some other initiatives. Let's see what comes out of um, the Chinese government. Let's move on to the Fed 10-year bond. Um, it's in a higher for longer environment. How does this impact assets in the US and the rest of the world? Kicking off this time with Alex. I think uh, uh, this is a little bit counterintuitive, but uh, people are buying uh, tax stocks as safe haven right now. Uh, because uh, I think uh, people expect the uh, the high rates to 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 stay, and and you need growth uh, in in earnings to um, offset the impact of the higher rates. So people actually are 
啊啊 buying 啊 big tech stocks because they think they they their earnings probably may be more stable and they probably may may have rooms to go. And so、uh, we are seeing a polarized reaction.、Uh, small caps actually are really um uh, going low lower actually. I think they are probably in a downtrend. But、uh, we are seeing support in、uh, big tech. So.、Uh, I think、uh, we probably may see a corner、uh, bull market, and the、uh, and and a majority of the stocks actually would be in a bear market because of high rates. But、mm. uh, the index may not look too bad because、uh, people are buying、uh, those big caps. Yeah,、um, particularly around the tech stocks. But we'll see how long that continues.、Um, anything to add on that one, Frank? Uh, well, fr- first of all, in the in the US, and to go into the direction of what、uh, what Alex has said,、uh, you have、uh, the small caps. They tend to have some more、uh, fragile balance sheet,、mm. and、uh, they are also more vulnerable on, on, on vulnerable on that on that ground. And so,、uh, so let's、uh, t- let, let's go on the strong balance sheet when you have this kind. Uh, of a higher for longer environment, and then、uh, if we extend this in in Asia and uh, uh, also in the emerging asset,、uh, one of the result of this、uh, higher for longer、uh, is a stronger dollar, and、uh, you have this this combination of the tight money in the U.S. and some fiscal expansion leading to a high level of the dollar, and this is impacting. Uh, emerging asset, including the emerging equity. So, of course, you you will find some part of the of this、uh, of this asset class which is、uh, less exposed, but overall,、uh, that is a headwind.、Mm. Well, I was actually going to go on to ask the question of, based on what's going on in the world currently, what sectors and markets are you looking at, Frank? Uh, well, there is、uh, one obvious one.、Uh, ev- even before the escalation in the Middle East, it's a real asset.、And、so to to hold oil, to hold oil equity, to hold gold uh, is uh, uh, one thing that is、uh, that is making sense in this、uh, in this environment. Uh, we uh, we li- we like、uh, we like cash, and actually、uh, our own asset allocation model is having. Uh, a quarter of the allocation between cash, gold, and oil, and、uh, it doesn't mean that we don't have equity. But then we will go for the quality in the U.S.、Uh, in some part of Asia,、uh, including India and Japan. But uh, uh, overall, uh, we need to、uh, keep one part of the portfolio on the defensive side. So,、um, Frank, would you recommend potentially? Buying into gold and those safe assets.、Um, I mean, I don't think I could have barrels of oil in my apartment, but certainly wouldn't say no to having more gold.、Uh, well, you, you have many ways to hold、uh, to hold oil, and、uh, oil equity is,、uh, <laughs> is an easier way to to store.、Uh, but、uh, yes,、yeah, so so go, well, gold uh, has uh, one. Uh, there is a negative element, which is the fact that the real yield are rising. Uh, so, which means that usually it's not very positive for gold. Uh, but uh, let's not forget that there is some increasing、uh, demand from central banks in holding、uh, reserve in gold, especially、uh, in emerging economies, and this is a long trend uh, which uh, which is supporting uh, the price of uh, the price of gold. Yeah, probably a bit of a fire risk. Me having a couple of barrels of oil in my apartment, thinking about it. But what about you,、um, Alex? What sectors and markets are you looking at, bearing in mind what's going on in the world?
First of all, I I I I think the uh, big techs in in the U.S. probably would still be the safe haven right now. This is new kind of a safe haven in this uh, new era, I think. And then I like oil as well. I think uh, you need some oil stocks to, to anchor your portfolio because uh, that actually um, uh, balance your risk. And then I also like big banks. I think. Uh, 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 the the rising U.N. environment actually would cause a de- decreased interest in the bond market. I think I think uh, people probably would uh, put their money in banks uh, for deposit only. So uh, banks actually would get more deposit, and then they they probably may have an increased role in lending as well uh, because the bond market actually would still be bad. I think I mean the corporate bond market probably uh, the increase in activities uh, would help banks uh, to increase earnings, and of course the net interest margin actually would improve as well. So I think uh, in the longer term, there's a change in fundamental in big banks. How about the big banks in China? Now the government's investing in them. I mean, big banks in China is a different story. I think uh, this is uh, not uh, like uh, JP Morgan or HSBC because uh, they have exposure in uh, the property market. And I think people are still quite worrying about the the, the exposure uh, in that sector. And also in China, the, the net interest margin actually may, may have pressure because the whole interest environment actually may be going down. So I think uh, this is a different story in China. Okay. Now let's move on to the Belt and Road Initiative because there's the big meeting um, this week. That's a very mixed reaction from analysts and experts in terms of whether it's positive or negative. So I'd love your view on that, Frank. Uh, uh, w- well, say, uh, as, as, as everything, uh, you, you can say that uh, uh, you have both some positive and some negative and uh, uh, the uh, uh, the fact that you see uh, increased uh, investment and some uh, support to growth uh, in some part of the world is something that uh, uh, you can uh, you can welcome. And then uh, is coming the issue of uh, financing, and uh, which is uh, raising uh, uh, other kind of uh, of problem. Uh, what I what I would say is that from a pure uh, asset point of view and an equity point of view, uh, it is uh, probably uh, not one uh, of the main drivers uh, of uh, the market today. And you, Alex? Yeah, I think, of course, there's some positive and negative. For investment, I think it is not very positive. But uh, for people living standard in certain mm. parts of the world, I think this is improving. So it uh, depends on your perspective. Okay. Um, let's move on to um, the Israel Hamas conflict. I'm never actually sure what to call it a war conflict. Um, the experts at Bloomberg are saying, in a worst case scenario, the price of oil could reach $150 a barrel. How could this impact global markets? And would it be enough to tip any country into recession, Alex? Of course, if that kind of scenario happened, uh, that would that would uh, hurt a lot of uh, economy. But I don't think that would happen. I think uh, uh, it's very difficult to achieve because uh, even with uh, Russia and Ukraine uh, war, uh, if, uh, this is a very temporary spike in the oil market. So I think it's difficult because uh, uh, this um, uncertainty in the Middle East actually has existed for very long time and I don't think uh, speculators would be get excited would get excited to to jump in the market to push oil sharply higher so I think uh, they really need to change the demand supply scenario to push oil that high so I and and also I think US probably will step in are you feeling as relaxed Frank 
Uh, not as relaxed. Huh? So uh, the the central scenario on which we are working is a is, is a premium on oil of five ten dollar. But uh, I think, uh, given the escalation risk, uh, given the supply demand as it is today, uh, we need to uh, have in our scenarios this kind of risk scenario where the price of oil is going well above 100. And uh, it's not a central scenario, but it is definitely a risk scenario with some probability above zero. And uh, back to what I was uh, uh, discussing earlier, uh, hold real asset, hold oil uh, is uh, the defensive and uh, uh, what we are uh, recommending at the moment. Okay, well, a big thank you to my guest today, Alex Wong, the director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management, and Frank Benzimra, who is head of Asia Equity Strategy at Societe Generale. Been a pleasure to have you both on the show today, gentlemen. Have a good day.